Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the stuff right there. That is the stuff. Welcome to the Movement Podcast. Uh, very special episode, um, something we're going to start doing weekly. It is a Mandalorian Season 2 reaction video. My name is Josh. I'm your forever host and friend of the TMA Network. Today, I'm joined by Mr. Jesse Bailey. How you doing? I'm doing very well. It's a pleasure to be here with you, despite the circumstances. Despite the circumstances. As you can see, Jesse is wearing his red shirt over there. <laughs> oh, I'm no red shirt, my friend. No red shirt. Don't you Check forget out those it. pips. Oh yeah, what do you know? I guess yeah. I didn't I guess I didn't really notice that. <laughs> it's all right, I wouldn't expect you to. Yeah, I am just a dumb Wookiee, so <laughs> whatever. Typical. I did I wore this Wookiee outfit all day at work today. Oh, and man. I carried oh, the child around. I'll be all honest, day at I work. forgot about the Halloween thing. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. Like, I was like, sure you did, Josh. Wow. Like, <laughs> Why would you do just that? thinking that's something i do do on a normal basis now uh i was uh chewy the babysitter <clears throat> so i carried i literally carried uh the child around all night at work and like you were with child i was with child it was it was Very pretty cool. funny someone would like because we have a radio system you know and so someone would call me on the radio and hey, we need this and i'd just be like <laughs> run upstairs <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was a good night. But we're not here to talk about work. We're here to talk about The Mandalorian. Uh, season 2, episode 1. It was the season premiere. The Sheriff. Or no, what's it called? The Marshal. The Marshal. It is The Marshal. Yeah, I actually stayed it up is. last night. May as well call The Sheriff, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I, uh, I stayed up past my bedtime last night, like way <laughs> past my bedtime. Um because the episode actually dropped at one in the morning. So I waited till one and I watched it. And um, I realized that I couldn't watch it loud because, you know, Kylie was sleeping. So I put headphones on and listened to it. Yeah, I just like put it in my PlayStation controller and listened to it. And it was fantastic. But then I watched it another two times this morning just so I could take notes and get ready for yeah. this show. Like you do. I just yeah. watched it. Um, I finished watching it like maybe an hour, two hours ago. Okay. Um, it was one of those things where I was like, I think that's out now. And then right after dinner, I walked into the living room and there was a commercial on TV that was like The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. And to answer Sky's question, you watch it on Disney Plus. Yes. Um, so The Mandalorian, pretty much anything Star Wars, Marvel, Fox, anything coming out that's good. Is going to be on Disney Plus, <laughs> and they um, also have right now they have like uh, you know Hocus Pocus on there. Oh yeah, which is I'm sure big right now. Um, <laughs> I've been using it to watch like all the old X Men cartoons and the Silver Surfer cartoons. Okay, stuff. yeah, they did bring all the Fox stuff on there, which is really cool. So yeah, very cool. Oh, uh, they also have all the uh, Treehouse of Horror episodes of the Simpsons, so you can Simpsons. simply watch like I mean, you could watch that for rest of halloween literally at this point yeah and yes you do have to pay (laughs) and yes you do have to pay for disney plus but it is super cheap it's not that bad but or you could just get a friend that 
has Disney Plus and they can share yeah, it with you. Yeah, definitely recommend sharing subscriptions. <laughs> that's that's the way to go. Yeah. Um. So anyway, this show was a huge success for season one. Um. It came out, and basically, to me, it kind of revived the Star Wars like name in a way. Um. I mean, after episode nine and the backlash of episode eight and Solo and all that stuff, like Star Wars fans were hoping that this was going to be what Star Wars is supposed to be. And it absolutely was. Um, That whole first season was incredible and got me super pumped for this. I watched it, you know, obviously a a few times before. And uh, yeah, I just... Man, I, I couldn't I couldn't wait for this episode to come out. That's why I had to stay up till one o'clock because I was just like, fuck, man. It's it's gotta happen and I'm gonna wait and I'm gonna do it. I didn't even I didn't even need energy drinks. I just so did it. <laughs> uh let me just ask you right across the top. Okay. How do you feel? Uh no spoilers yet. I'm sure we'll get into that, but oh how do you feel this is a about... spoiler spoiler episode, by the way. Um right, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll let you know right before that happens. It'll be in like a yeah. minute and a half. Yeah. Um, but how do you feel about this episode not really being super heavy on um, story for the arc, right? Well, I think that's the question, though. There, That's like, I think there was some story for the arc here. It's just a little there, behind the scenes. Right. But, it, but my point is, it seems like, okay, so... you're talking like moff gideon and like the dark saber and getting all that stuff involved well they had yeah so they had the part where he's like you know i'm looking for somebody and he's like oh go to tatooine and Mm. that's pretty much just about how he figures out what he's supposed to figure out on tatooine which again he doesn't actually even figure out but um it's like most of it is the story of what happens once he gets there right and i'm not complaining i like season one um but one of the things about season one that I remember was feeling a little too like, come on, don't drag me through this. Like, just give me the next piece of the story. Cause it, it's doing this weird thing where it's like self-contained episodes, but they also service a larger story. Sure. And I, I think I appreciated it a lot in season one when they were introducing it, but now I'm finding myself suddenly like, where's the story all the time no and and like the story still is better than what star wars has been up to right so i chalk it up to the fact that i chalk it up to dave filoni working on it because he did all the cartoons and stuff and cartoons are very you know fillery where you you have a 24 episode season and there's a ton of filler episodes in there where a few of them will be really predominant to the story but most of the time it's just kind of showing the adventures of this character. Gotcha. So I really think that it's, it's more of that, it, although it shouldn't be like that because it's only eight episodes each season. So you don't have a lot of time to tell a lot of story in the, in that short of episodes. Um, that, to me, that's what makes it such an interesting choice to s- semi serialize it. I don't know how to phrase that, but like, to have yeah. some of the episodes you know what i mean where it's like there's a whole story in this episode that has nothing to do with the child or him getting chased or anything it's just about getting the two groups of people to work together and right solve the problem right which is very cool i'm not complaining about that it's just like you said there's eight episodes which means there's only seven left 
Like, right. We're, we're already a sizable fraction of the way through the season. And, and this like, episode was longer than most episodes. This one was 53 right. minutes, where most of the other ones are going to be 25 to 30. So their, their last episode was longer, too, wasn't it? Yes, it was about 50 minutes or something the, like the that. The finale episodes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's not something I'm complaining about. So it's actually kind of my segue into the one thing I felt about it, which was that kind of felt like a Star Trek <laughs> episode. Okay, okay. Hey, man, uh, John Favreau is a Star Trek fan, too. So I'm sure he takes some notes from both sides and kind of uses that to his advantage. He did so, write and direct this first episode, right. which you can, I mean, you can see his handprints all, or his fingerprints all over this this episode. So not to just do this to you, but I was listening to a Star Trek podcast today. and <laughs> As you do. And it's kind of... You should check it out. It's called everybody should check it out. It's called Star Trek: The Next Conversation, and it's <laughs> that's uh, awesome. Yeah, it's two of the writers from I think that Netflix show, The Goldbergs. Is that a Netflix show? Maybe it's that's an ABC show. ABC. Anyways, mm-hmm. it's two writers who obviously like the eighties, right? Right. So one of them has seen like all of the Star Trek, and one of them has seen almost none of it, and they just talk about it. Said the other thing, but one of them brings up a really good point, which is he looks at Oh, you know what? <clears throat> I'm thinking about The Greatest Discovery, which is another Star Trek podcast. <laughs> it's it's also... okay. I do the same anyways, thing. <laughs> anyways, check out Star Trek The Next Conversation and then check out Greatest Discovery. It's from the guys that did Greatest Generation, which if you know anything about Star Trek podcasts, you know is the best one. Anyways, oh, all right, all uh, right. one of the hosts for The Greatest Discovery talks about uh, Star Trek as a place. And what he means by that is you go there to tell stories. Right, right. There are no, it doesn't necessarily matter that there are hard and fast rules or that, you know, something seems to break canon and hurt somebody's feelings about what was previously established 30 years ago. Right. You use it as just a place. It's a medium with which to tell whatever the story is, right, in a specific show. Yeah. I feel like John Favreau is doing that with Star Wars. He's using it as Star Wars is a place. Here's where stories take place. I respect the place. Now respect the story that I'm going to tell with it. He seems I, I to agree. really understand like that connection of place and character. Um, the first thing I noticed about this episode is the uh, there's a lot of time spent giving us like these sweeping shots of Tatooine that are like, oh, look at the beauty of Tatooine. Look Remember at this desert. Here? Right. And I'm like, <laughs> this is the worst planet. Like, this, <laughs> in universe, this is agreed to be the worst planet. Everybody's yes. like, Oh, Tatooine, it's a backwater planet. You know, I will just really quick to go off on that. I did have an issue with the the amount of time they spent like traveling through the desert in this episode. Yeah. It was at least 10 minutes of just like, like you said, sweeping shots of the desert with him flying through on a speeder bike. And so here's. Here's another way this sh- this episode felt like an episode of Star Trek. And I know it feels okay. like I'm doing this to be that guy, but I promise I'm not. I'm proving an actual point here. So <laughs> they show up, camera. right? And they're like, mm, they're giving go. you these shots. And the shots are like, have respect for the environment of this place. Mm-hmm. You, you know, look at the beauty of it, even though you know it's a wasteland in your head and you've been told that it sucks. <laughs> look, it's still kind of grand and amazing. I mean, right. and it is. Right. Um and then they go, now that you know the place, here's the culture. The culture of the place is um, a very hard life. 
There's sand everywhere. I'm not even going to make fucking Anakin joke because I hate you, Star Wars. Um, <laughs> I wasn't either, don't the, worry. They show the Banthas forever, right? Like they, sh- I mean, there's more Bantha footage in this than there is like droid footage or alien footage. Yeah, I, you know, I noticed that. If you take that... out the <laughs> crate dragon, it's mostly Bantha footage. Spoiler, there's a dragon. Oh, right. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's also got a heaping hot helping of Timothy Oliphant. Oh, I love it. <laughs> all media benefits from. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. The dude, that dude just spends his life making the rest of us look bad. Like, every time a year goes by, he's like, I'm going to look even better. <laughs> yeah. It's like George Clooney, kind of. He does the same thing. I'm there, dude. You're like, like, I hate you. <laughs> my, I showed him to my wife. I was like, look, it's Timothy Oliphant. And she's like, you look so much different than in Scream 2. And I was like, whoa, my right he was in scream too <laughs> what and he's like this skinny creepy like like yeah it's not, yeah it's it's weird anyways yeah this i remember him in, episode, in, in a different movie yeah but. this is basically an episode of star trek because they show up they're like look here's the place it's beautiful respect the place here's the culture respect the culture it's different from yours right get, get over it they're like right. look the mandalorian can speak tuscan radar you think you're better than the Mandalorian because he speaks Tuscan radar. If you're not going to be friends, with, <laughs> if you're not going to be friends with the Tuscan Raiders, then you know I guess you're not going to be friends with the Mandalorian. Which but, that yeah. I mean, that was awesome. I love the oh, fact that he can speak to Tuscan Raiders. And... Of course he can. Like, I mean, and that's and that's the thing is they're they're doing this like here's the culture, respect the culture, and then they right. show you. The other side of the town where they're like everybody's super skittish everybody you know, wants to shoot you and that's you why are so right this reminds me of that episode or that movie of star trek was it insurrection when yep. they have to like combine yep. the two towns or like get them to work together or whatever like uh is that no. the one that i'm thinking of no there's a lot so here but that, so here's my point is like that's the plot of like 14 to 19 episodes of Star Trek. <laughs> so you could be thinking of anything. Where they're like putting the East with the West and right. getting them to work yes. together and exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah, need to yeah. Get people to agree about something that there's no way they'll ever agree about. Um, right. But. Which in this case, it was, I mean, they agreed about a crate dragon, uh, right. but they they didn't agree with the fact that they had to work together because. Right. And again, it's Tinkin Raiders. And the other thing that they did to immediately show you kind of this theme of culture clash in the episode, right, is mm. that instead of having um, you turn around and you see, okay, here's all the spoilers. If you haven't, if you've been paying attention up to this point, I mean, whatever, but here's the spoilers, right? <laughs> so he turns around and Boba Fett is standing there. And oh, immediately yeah. Boba Fett walks over to the table, sits down, takes his helmet takes off. off his helmet. Yeah. Even me as a casual fan from last season was like, Oh, he's not a Mandalorian because they would never just do that. Right. So right. that's just I, that's the director's immediate way of going, nope, not Boba Fett, just kidding. Ha. I do want to say though that it was very cleverly used, and this has been a character that is canonized already in the aftermath series. There was um the Those first books? trilogy that Disney came out with, yeah, of books, the aftermath okay. series. Uh it I believe the second book they're on Tatooine and there's a story. Someone's telling a story about them running into a man with very familiar armor. 
and okay. his name was Cobb Vanth, and he was like the marshal of whatever town. Okay. And so they have already discussed this character in the books, which like, look, oh, gotcha. everyone, everyone wants Boba Fett to come back in this series. And I get that. He's a cool character. I mean, goddamn, like I, I have him fucking everywhere. I like <laughs> he's a cool character. People want him back, but I do not think that they're gonna do that so easily in this. Like just just like you were saying, oh, Boba Fett, surprise, it's not really Boba Fett. Like, I think the same thing is going to happen with, you know, yeah. the, the last scene, which we'll talk about later. Um, yeah, so they, I, I think it's going to be the same situation. But but yeah. they're, what, what my point with that was they're using actual Star Wars canon that has been written years ago, which I absolutely love because I am one of those guys that reads those books and well, gets really into it. Not to. It's yeah. like... You guys spent like, all of money that there is on the thing. <laughs> yeah. Use it. Like, yeah. Just go for it. But so, yeah, they, they use that right away. They're like, okay, this is an episode about culture clash and this is about working together, even despite your differences. And I will note that this episode was released today, the 30th, which is what? Three days before election day in America. So, you know, I, I did not want to, I didn't want to bring that up. Um, but there was a bit of politics in here as far as coming together. Um, yeah. Not like it was very, very subtle when it because it's Star Wars, you know, and they don't want to thrust too many people into politics. But there yeah. was a bit of like, I see you. <laughs> no, I, I see what you're doing. Really, no, it just really depends on how far deep into you into it you want to dive. But yeah. we can just go surface level with it and say, like, if you watch it, there's no way to deny it. it's about going. Hey, this culture values different things than you, and is sometimes Absolutely. directly opposed to you. But you're going to need to work with this culture for the greater good. You know, yeah. which is um, a favorite saying of mine is that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one which is sort of the theme of this episode despite it being a star wars episode (laughs) yeah there's a lot about it that feels like star trek also they have loving callbacks i mean which is just oh my god i mean it's definitely a nerd thing in general but it reminded me a lot of the recent star trek episodes that i've seen and that's just the lens that i'm using to come at this so that i don't crash up with yes. <laughs> if you like just pause the opening scene of this show or of this episode um where he's he's walking into they don't even name the planet that he comes into but he's when he's walking up through this like city and you see all the paintings and the graffiti oh, on the, the wall uh, the ufc planet yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i I, like I couldn't planet. i couldn't find what the planet was called people had different opinions on it but Anyway, um, spoiler alert, it's something poorly thought out. Yeah, probably. (laughs) It's probably Dantooine or some bullshit. Cage Machia. Yeah, it's like something I would write in seventh grade. Um, Star Wars. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, they're walking through and they're just there's so much graffiti all over the walls. You, You see like a picture that could be C-3PO. You see some Darth Vader. You see like be like an uh, Imperial yeah some uh, stormtroopers some snowtroopers there's there's even like a a little shot that you you have to zoom in on like this is something that i found 
going through the internet but if you zoom in really close on like a part of the wall you can see a picture of Watto like yeah so (laughs) it's like the it's like they try to do an homage to the homage to the whole series you know that's actually really well placed and spotted uh by whomever spotted it it wasn't you because later on me (laughs) um cowboy oh my god actually asks him directly do you gamble yes not if i can help it so no Whenever you gamble, my friend, eventually you'll lose. Uh, yep, exactly. No shit. I didn't even think about that. Good? Good eye, sir. Um, <laughs> so uh, going into the that, that first scene, too, I, I love, and I love looking into the um, cameos of, of who shows up in these shows, mm-hmm. you know? Um, oh, great one right away on the UFC and, planet. Yeah, dude. So so Mando goes in, and this is in the trailer, you know, you, as he, he's walking in, he's watching the Gamorreans fight in their little axe battle, which was pretty cool, by the way. I don't know uh, what those I'm weapons sorry, are, that, but like... No, it was like a, uh, they had safety protocols engaged on their axes. It was That like, makes sense. So it didn't you hurt actually them? Hit it. Yeah, it was like a personal shield web. Um, okay. That, I was, guess I that was pretty cool. That was a cool fight. It was... It felt a little bit to me like this thing that Star Wars does where they go, what if everybody had lightsabers? Uh, <laughs> we didn't but they weren't really them. lightsabers. What if they're just like an energy axe? That's different, right? Like, Oh, my God. Yeah, I, and I mean, so yeah, he, he sits down and he talks to that guy that's like, this is no place for a child. That's John Leguizamo, by the way. One of my Luigi himself, Luigi Mario himself, John Leguizamo, is in Star Wars, and I love it. When John Leguizamo gets recognized (laughs) in the street, it's for Luigi Mario. I'm sure that people are like, "Dude, Luigi Mario." I mean, (laughs) right? And he's always like, every time with that movie, like. Every in every interview he sits down too. He's like, we just can we not talk about Super Mario Brothers, please? <laughs> Poor John Leguizamo. Oh, now he'll yeah. just go. Remember that time I played Cyclops in Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, which he was. I liked his character too. He was. Uh, he was that like really confident asshole because he knows he's got a, a posse around him. I feel. And like then when his was... posse gets fucking wrecked. He's yeah. like, oh no! <laughs> I feel like he was like Watto's nephew. Oh yeah, right, like, right. He that kid grew up somewhere in Watto's orbit. Watto didn't like take him under his <laughs> little butterfly wings, but he did see how Watto did business, and he was like, yeah, I, I could apply that to my UFC planet. That would, be, <laughs> yeah, that would be fine. Yeah, I mean, it would have to be. I don't oh, know how man. economics work in Star Wars. I'll be totally honest. I don't know how economics work in Star Wars at all. <laughs> but yeah. you know what? I think that's okay because I don't <sighs> think you guys do either. <laughs> no. Nope. Nope. Anyway, <laughs> that opening scene. Fucking great. Sorry. I had... oh, okay. What was with I'm the uh, shadow <laughs> bunnies? Like, you stay in the light oh, and oh. the shadow the, and that's that's funny because that's why I say Dantooine is because there's creatures on Dantooine that actually come out in the dark and they're like they only come out in the dark and light they're like vampires light affects them so when yeah, he shoots that uh, light out I, I mean I, I Mando just no, obviously no, no, I knows get it. he's like I totally uh, got it yeah, yeah. but they <laughs> should 
Is there a project anywhere, and if there isn't, maybe we could start this as a side podcast, but like where you make every other movie universe fit into Star Wars? Like, so for example, like that's a Riddick thing. Right, would be a Riddick thing. (laughs) And then you'd have like planets that it's probably not a good idea, but that's immediately what I thought of. So that's how you know it's not a good idea. Go ahead and skip that. What happened next in the episode, Josh? (laughs) Um, god you got me all you got me all flustered now dang so no he does he does tell him right there like that that was one of my my favorite parts about the mandalorian in itself is the fact that he's just such a badass and he's got the one-liners on lock you know like he's not sweaty anymore like he was in that last episode getting shot from like (laughs) possible angle yeah he's like, but he's like i don't even, have a neck even even then when he's got the gun in his neck and he's like so you're just gonna give me that info or you're gonna die here like he he gave no shits about it and and that i mean even in the trailers watching that trailer over and over and over again when baby yoda closes his little pod here's the thing though or he, rather here's my question i guess he just uh, knows He's like, oh my god, the whistling birds. Everybody's right. screwed. So how many uh those whistling bird eggs does he have that he can hatch? Because it feels like those little missile pod things, right? Like, he used them in the first season once or twice. And then I remember them making a point where he was like, oh, I'm out of those fucking automatic kill everyone I'm, in the room. I'm sure he refilled when he went uh, back to the armor. Oh, in right, this, right. in the last episode, like I'm sure he re-upped on that. <clears throat> Can I get some of those? Uh... Hey man, you got you got some of them whistling birds. You know the uh... <laughs> yeah just the the, the dub bees. You got them dub bees. Give me all of those things. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so anyway, moving past that, he d- the guy finally gives him the information about Cobb Vanth, which he says he knows a Mandalorian that's. On uh, what planet is it? Um, Tatooine. Well, it's Tatooine, but the the city on Tatooine. What does he call it? Oh, it's like Moss Pago or Moss Moss Palgo, yeah, Pelgo or something like that. Which is, I feel like that's kind of new. I didn't actually go back and research aftermath and see if he was if they mentioned that city. I don't. I'm sure they did at some point, but 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 right then and there, yeah, you they go they give you that wipe, you know, to. Tatooine and he lands with Amy Sedaris and then she shows him a map of everything and he's like who I love her by the way she's awesome oh she plays such a cool character in this get away from his ship he doesn't like you he doesn't like droids uh that whole interaction with her was a little bit um it was forced but I still liked it it was a little bit (laughs) remember that last episode where Taika YTT bot ate the shit oh yeah I'm, you so know, I'm. Was, they'll bring uh, him back somehow. He's gonna yeah, be back it, somehow. It, it, it wasn't that bad. So, uh, yeah. she's like, oh, but I've got a map of all of Tatooine. If you'd like, we can check that in the R five D four unit from A New Hope, mind you. Okay. So, so yeah. of course he's got the map because that guy, that little droid, can't get upgraded or he's gonna blow his circuits. So like he's got an old map from the old planet before everything got wiped because nobody wanted his ass. So there's that's kind of my question though is like, isn't this this is maybe the first time that I've ever seen somebody in Star Wars go, 
oh, where's the place I need to go? And somebody go, oh, I got a map of the whole planet. Let's just check. And there wasn't like, oh, well, I've got one piece of the map. Or like, oh, there's an old <laughs> rumor about a man in a cave. And if you turn left when you see the <laughs> like, It looks once, like the gravity is pulling the stars where a planet should be, but the planet so is once, gone. <laughs> for once, somebody's like, here's my map of the planet. Yeah. And even then, even then, he's like, it's missing. well, there's no city there. So here's my like, question. Though. And she's if like, R5, yeah, it's there. <laughs> but if R5 has a map from before the war, then shouldn't that show the city? Because he's like, there's nothing there. And she's like, yeah, there was a war. And she's like, mm, I mean, it's, you know, you never know. I, you would think, but he, I do he's think got it. That's why he, I'm asking. He's got a map of the old Tatooine. And maybe because it was wiped out in the war, maybe she modified it herself to knock it out because she didn't know exactly where it was. So okay. she's like, oh, that city doesn't exist anymore. T -t Deleted. Right. right. And like, so she's like, go to the Moth Pelican and meet the guy. That's where it is. It's right here in this ridge in between yep. the Moth Cantina and whatever the other Moth and, is. And, you know, he takes her speeder again, which is cool. I love the little, I love uh, the child in the little bag on the speeder. Just like, he's just so happy with the wind in his face <laughs> and like <laughs> enjoying the ride. Gonna sack a kid back here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't um, need a helmet. I'm wearing full body armor and a visor and like very protective stuff. But he's good in the bag. He'll just hang out. It's fine. Yeah, no big deal. And I, I did notice face. that he switched sides when they get to the actual city. He did switch sides. So they should have like, had a he scene crawling with, around back there. <laughs> they should have had a scene with the child like doing this with his hand, right? And it just showed like all the sand not hitting him in the face. Like, <laughs> he's using the that, force looking that at Mando would be like awesome. Can, can <laughs> I'm gonna do this the whole way there. I'm gonna be I am so tired. This is stupid. Yeah. I, I you know I love cop. <laughs> right. I love them traveling into the city though and getting all slow. Yeah. Spaghetti Western through and through, like a total fifties western movie with the yeah. boing, 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 like the yeah the it, it music and stuff going it through it the theme like, that theme from the opening got even westerner -er. yeah exactly uh that's true that's true the opening theme was had the the boings in it but music in, in this, this show continues to be amazing oh um, my god and that guy uh what's his name i got him written down here uh ludwig garanson um this is his first ever like gig really when it comes to this sort of thing he like met john favreau a while back and the music the guy that does the music ludwig Garanson. That's, that's a high bar to set for yourself on your first day out that's rough oh no <laughs> doubt but he kills it in this um yeah and i'm excited to see to what kill it in everything he does forever from now, from on. now on yep um so this this scene though another cameo as as uh mando is going into the city you see i don't know if you remember seeing the guy with like the scraggly hair and he's pulling the uh the big canister and he like looks over at mando and he's like oh, who's that and he like keeps pulling uh, anyway it's a you, it's a quick cameo no, it's it's, yeah there was on. there was like 42 seconds of the episode i didn't see um oh and yeah i think that was in there and it's it's one of those you know it's it's just it's sam witwer who plays the voice of darth maul in Clone oh, Wars, and uh, he does some a lot of other things with Star Wars. So he's he's a big name in uh, in the Star Wars 
universe, but that was his little cameo. Um, so yeah, then he, he gets there and you automatically see Boba Fett. Like he's, he's in the bar talking to the guy and you see the Mandalorian armor walk in. Um, and, and you just know it's not him. You know, it's not Boba Fett. Cause it doesn't fit. He's got, no, like, it's all scrawny. Like he's, he's all like a neck and then. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. It's yeah. You can tell it's, it's not him. Yeah. So do you Boba think Fett that's... one strike right there? Strike one. Favreau going, look, it's not going to happen. Okay. It's he's done. He's gone. It's not going to happen. Or is that him saying now the Mando has his armor. So when he shows up, it's going to be even cooler. Mm. I think they're going to do something stupid where Boba Fett shows up and he's like, I'm not really Boba Fett anymore. I gave up that life, you know, and it's just, It's gonna be he'll some be like, lame. He'll be like, like that. "Really? What's your name?" And he'll be like, "Some made-up name." Django. And he'll be like, "Oh, did your mother give you that?" And he'll be like, "No, my old name was Boba." <laughs> like, yeah, I like I'm not him, but I, I don't know. I I hope they don't. I hope that they just keep trolling the fans because that is the biggest troll to the fans, which I'm okay with. I'm like. Yeah. I don't want Boba Fett back. Like I really could care less if he comes I back. I just want Timothy Oliphant from here on out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me more Bill Burr later on too. I want him. So, um, Bill Burr versus Timothy Oliphant. Just get rid of. Actually, that's not even that unlikely to happen. So, <laughs> like, at some point, you know, Mando that's... will go. I got to put a crew together, and then it'll be all the people that he helped. It'll be Cara Dune and Timothy Oliphant and all these cool people. And then they'll be like, oh, we're the Revenge Society and we're so mad at you from all the stuff you did in the first season. <laughs> yeah. That's there you go. I just probably gonna happen. Too. Yeah, I don't even need to watch we're done. You're welcome. Thank, thank, thanks Anyways, for watching. Thanks for we're joining done. us. Yeah. We'll be on podcast tomorrow. <laughs> don't forget to Later. <laughs> um <laughs> so no, I seeing seeing him, you just knew it wasn't Boba Fett. And yeah. through the rest of the episode, I, I don't I don't want him back. I'm if they bring him back, great. They better do it in a phenomenal way that makes sense. Because to me, that dude got eaten and his armor got spit out. Like, that's that's all I got. Um, yeah. And so it's interesting to me that they, oh, I guess they're two different animals. But, like, the Sarlacc pit, and then they showed his armor was, like, kind of damaged, but fine. And mm-hmm. then uh, Mando takes a ride through the digestive tract of that thing and comes out fine with his armor but like kind of stained so it's like basically uh yeah. what they want you to know is that if your armor is made of beskar you can get eaten by anything on tatooine and come out the other side just fine <laughs> this baby can fit so many mandos in it and isn't isn't that such a foreshadowing event too of mando shooting out of the dragon we'll get there in a minute and we'll, we'll talk about it yeah, but yeah, yeah. um we've we've uh, covered like six minutes of actual show time so far. <laughs> yeah we, i mean and we keep bouncing back and forth from like the end to the beginning to the end, to the end. so yeah, whatever I anyway just watched it so that the, the time in my head is all non-linear right right um so as as they're talking as uh they're in the bar uh mando immediately notices that Cobb vanth is not a Mandalorian because he takes his mask off as we discussed. So, so they get in a little standoff, you know, where, which <laughs> John Favreau's comedy coming out, you know, right here where Are you sure you want to do this in front of the kid. And Mando's like, he's seen worse. 
<laughs> and you're like, oh, I, you're damn right I he really has. Like, <laughs> I really like that they have like a, a gravelly voiced standoff. Like, <laughs> yeah, like they're about to go out in the middle of the town and have a fucking ten step draw. <laughs> well, but like for two for two or three minutes, you're like this. This can't actually be that long of a scene because they're both like, I think I won't kill you. I, I won't kill you. Yeah, but if you kill me in front of this guy, I'll kill you wherever I want. <laughs> yeah. Are we doing this? All right. Yeah. Make this. my it's day, like, punk. Okay, like we're going to, at some point, one of these get like, either one of them is going to immediately die or they're going to be best friends. Yep. And, and then, boom, ex machina, here comes the crate dragon. That then solidifies this whole story. Like, I I love that because it's tremors. Anybody? But you guys remember tremors? Like up Favreau's alley. Like that would have been around when he was becoming. I would think so. I mean, tremors just came out with a new movie too. So it's like tremors (sighs) seven or some bullshit. But (laughs) but yeah. So so you as they're in the middle of their little dick measuring contest in the bar the the tremor <laughs> like rolls on by and eats a bantha which was a really cool scene the special effects in this episode are top notch like yeah. you can you can tell that they got more money for this show. well and they did i mean i think it's pretty clear like if you if you look in that shot in particular you can see like right before the uh the thing comes out of the sand where like so like the the crate dragon is obviously all cgi right Right, but they hired actual banthas for the scene, and that makes it look way more authentic. Because as soon as they get eaten, they do that like thing, and that that was actually most of their budget for the episode. Because if you remember, there's like 15 banthas in this episode. Yeah, there was a lot. They had to. So to find, I mean, to find an open bantha farm, especially during a global pandemic, that's lucky for their production team. And banthas that are willing to strap bombs to themselves and right. get eaten See, like that that's, that's fucking crazy especially cuz you could risk stigmatizing people's opinion of banthas you know they're going to be like a called it knew it typical bantha you know? <laughs> so it's like <laughs> right. so so he eats the bantha this giant crate dragon which by the way crate dragons are very canon all the way back to a new hope um there's a scene with R2D2 and C3PO walking through the desert I don't know if you remember that first little scene at the first 10 minutes of the movie or something like that, but they're walking through the desert and you see a crate dragon bone structure behind them in the desert. Like it's just the, the bones of a crate dragon behind them. So there've been a lot of stories made of the dragons too. Like you in legends and all those other books, like there's, there's some cool stories about the crate dragons, um, but they finally brought it to life. Which um, awesome. Here's a question: Why are they called that? Because isn't crate there a planet lighting. called Crate? Yes. And isn't it not this planet? Correct. And isn't the planet Crate the one with the cool white and red sand, such that it would be actually way cooler to see a Crate dragon on Crate, like? It would be white until it came out, and then everything would turn red. Yeah, it's spelled differently. <laughs> okay, um, that's, that's I'm not even kidding. Factory, no, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's good enough. That's, 
the planet crate is C R A T E. And the dragon like crate crates. Yeah. <laughs> the dragon crate. I believe it's C R A T E. Maybe it's maybe it's K R A T E or something like that. But the dragon crate is K R A Y T. Oh, okay. See, that's just that's just a dragon with yuppie parents. That's like, <laughs> I like that, not this name, but I want to spell it differently so that your teacher knows. I would be curious to see if there were different dragons on different planets, though, because it seems like this particular crate dragon, which you know, that could just be the mythical name for those right. giant creatures is crate dragon. Like, so what if there's uh, a crate dragon on Mustafar that fucking spews molten lava, you know, or right. like, like maybe crate Hoth, is just a term that means like huge angry lizard or yeah, enormous or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it like, it's, it's the star Wars version of the word Zilla. Ah. But what I liked yes. about it was that it wasn't actually like a, you know, fantasy European dragon. It was definitely like lizard like and had big mouth. It's, so it makes sense it's a that some freaking tremor. That people would go, Oh, it's a dragon. <laughs> well I think uh, I think it's I think it's probably technically considered a worm. Sa- sandworm. Y, yeah, right? sandworm. Well it's oh, like God. a it's like a dragon but with no arms. Right. No right. Wings. Right. But a giant mouth and it spits acid. Holy shit. Oh yeah, it spits ichor, Josh. Obviously, that's what the sand people were after. You help them kill the sand person, they get to keep the ichor, and they'll leave you alone. I think the ichor is the name of the pearl. Well, to me, ichor is like a fluid, and then the pearl is like a secondary treasure, or maybe the pearl is like a solidified fluid that he was spitting, right? Well, the the pearls that they find, and here we are skipping to the end again. <laughs> the pearl that they find is uh, made from the rocks and boulders that it eats over, like, and it, I, you know, I went and researched some crate dragons a little bit on Wikipedia, and the, I guess they like, it's like how they how diamonds are made here over time or right. something. They're like no, crystals I mean, over the, time, so it's, it's like how, over thousands of years. These rocks that they eat turn into these pearls, and like that's how oysters make pearls. It's the there you thing. go. They yep. Eat a yep. rock and then they coat it in shit. But that's what I'm saying. He eats the rock and then he's coating it in the stuff that he was spitting at people, and over time okay. it becomes non-lethal and turns into this glorious gem thing. But when he's not turning into a glorious gem in his butthole. He's using it to vomit on people and kill them instantly, which was a nice touch. It was kind of like, that's the thing about Star Wars is there's it was a lot of aliens, but most of them, right. But like, obviously, <laughs> these two things are a biological function of a made up creature and they're somehow intertwined as well. The point is, there's a lot of aliens in Star Wars, but most of them are of the bipedal, pretty much just a guy with makeup nature, which is fine. Right. But you never actually get like the weird, super exotic, like, here's a crazy freaking animal. I mean, other than in the prequels, which was just like. There's always a bigger fish. There's a bigger fish. There's like a, an iguana, a horse. Oh, yeah. But it's also. The iguana steel. Don't worry. Um, yeah, like, whatever. And, and they had a bunch of stupid animals that they were fighting in the arena, like. Here's a spider with knives for feet. Chug, 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 chug. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was like a praying mantis. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. It was seriously, it's like a kid 
two monsters, which is fine. I'm fine with that. But like, this it was nice to see Star Wars go. Here's a new monster, you know, that's like something yep. you haven't really seen. Um, yep. I will say it's another monster on their list of monsters that could be recreated by a large puppet, a la um, Empire Strikes Back. Um, <laughs> right, right. But I think that is actually part of what makes this work. You can tell that John Favreau is writing a love letter to all the old Star Wars. He's going, man, I love that stuff. Can you imagine if that stuff looked like presentable? It would be amazing. Yeah. So he, he's I'm... just updating it and doing a better shot. Here's one more thing before I let you talk, since I'm the jerk here. I feel like there was one shot where I could tell that the background was an LED screen. Did you see that shot? Do you know the shot I'm talking about? Um, I oh my god, yes, and it, yes, yes, I do. I'm glad. Yes. I'm glad it wasn't just me because I was like, there were a couple shots. Star Wars podcast and people like Star Wars talks. But there were. Really... I, I think. I think now that we know that it's there, it's a little easier for us to see you it. Think that's what it is. I, I think so. It's it's like the stormtrooper that hits his head on the door. Now that you know that it happened. So, and I think same thing with, with and people like us that do editing and work on videos and work on that sort of stuff. Like we're always, even if it's subconsciously, we are always looking around at those kind of things. Like how did this right. background get made? Is this... You know, is this a backdrop? Are they on location? Are they doing the LED screen? Like, at least I do personally. Like, I'm always looking okay. around at that shit to see yeah. what's going on. So, I, I would I would assume that's that's part of what it is. I, I I'm sure the masses are like, what do you, what scene are you talking about? What do you mean LED screen? What? That's weird. So, no, not Josh. So <laughs> anybody that's watching this show is like, fuck you, Josh. There's the LED. There's the LED. <laughs> yeah. There's the LED. Yeah, like, I mean, but, I'm but sure would you know casual fans watching? I mean, but that's my point, dude, is that like I'm a casual fan. But would you and notice that if you didn't watch the Mandalorian documentary? I didn't watch the Mandalorian documentary. I just was told about it by some asshole that I do a oh, podcast. With. OK, OK. Like, yeah, yeah, that do you want to know something interesting? <laughs> OK, um, <laughs> gotcha. So my bad. Dude. But like, no, 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 you're good. I'm totally. Playing. <laughs> but my point was that even just even just being told about it, I was like, Oh, I think that's what that was. Because I think it was like I noticed something was funky. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, Josh mentioned a thing. That's probably what it was. I don't think in my head I was like, oh, there's the LED screen. It was like, that looks dumb. Different. And then yeah. it was like, oh, I bet I know why that looks dumb. I yeah. think that's what happened. Right. It was um, like it was somewhere in the desert. They were uh they were both leaning over the bikes with their rifles. Yes. What happened. And yes, like, and it was a little it was a little shot. darker, I think. A little green. darker in the background, it yeah, like yeah, yeah. It looked yep. like a screen, but still, I I think that that whole effects thing is awesome. What a yeah, a brilliant way okay to with get backgrounds. But yeah. um, so I the the next, and I think this is actually around that time um, when they're in the desert on their speeder bikes, and they're because because Mandalorian and and Cobb Vanth decide to. Uh, make an agreement where if Mando helps him defeat this dragon, he'll give him the, the Mandalorian armor. Cause Cobb knows how much, you know, that means to him and blah, 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 blah. And all the tradition. Very, yeah, and, no. Sorry. Very RPG, very RPG quest. Of an no shit. Oh my God. You're so right. First level, you get this upgraded armor, which really isn't upgraded, but like, it's cool. It looks like yours, but it's different. <laughs> Yeah, better stats. <laughs> exactly. So, 
so they so they decide to go off you know because because Cobb knows exactly where the the thing lives i guess or something no the uh sand people know that's right that's right and so they go to yeah um but one of the coolest parts of this episode is them riding on their speeder bikes which i don't know if you noticed this but Cobb vanth is definitely riding on one of anakin's old pod racer engines yeah i look dude this morning because because i I went to bed late after watching the episode and then I woke up early to watch it again and and like do a bunch of research. And like I went through every single pod that has like been fucking made and drawn. And there's not a single pod out there that has an engine that's like Anakin's. And like looking at it, comparing them side by side, um, it's it's colored differently. They painted it differently. And there's a couple extra like you know additions to the engine and like stuff like that a couple of other pieces from other pods yes um which and is another took... homage because because that's what like anakin did took... he made it out of junk yeah it looks like they took one of those three fins off the front like it, it used to they... have three fins and now it has two kind of two fins like yeah <laughs> yeah um and the fins were red instead of yellow and then there was another extra casing around, like the motor. There was like a casing that came out of the motor. I wish yeah. I had that picture up right. He now. rides it like a total wuss. By the way, like it's this side saddle. Like I'm gonna sit next to the engine instead of on top of it seat, which I'm like, uh, that's not cool. Like, right? That just de- that decreases your cool factor. Oh snap! Here we go. Hold up. Let me. Uh, I got something here. This is great. This is, this is wonderful. Um. But you're you're right. He did kind of. I don't. I just don't like the side like saddle. Little... I don't like yeah. them having the side mounted seat for the for the pod racer engine. It's just not something that I'm super. Right. Yeah. So there it is. Right there. So zooming in on that guy, if I can, um, I can click on that guy and you can actually see like a side by side down here. You can see that, right? Nope. It didn't switch. It didn't switch over. Anyway, there, there, there's a, uh, side by side shot. Um, oh, it looks like that's the screen I need. (sighs) <sighs> anyway, side by side shot. As you can see it right there, it's that looks exactly like Anakin's um pod racer. Yeah. Or at least and if engine. you look right there on the left. There you go. There's Timothy Oliphant just smoldering. Just looking so hot. He's just very <laughs> Yeah. He 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 does look pretty good for sure. Um but yeah, if you and even this, it, it's actually kind of kind of yellow. The engine is, it looks very they identical. The, they left the stuff. flaps yellow. They painted that middle piece red. The flaps red. That's yellow, yep. Yeah. And it looks like the red piece is a cover to the engine as well. And like looking right here, I don't know if you can see the mouse or anything, but yeah, um, on the front of the engine, it's it's got an extra like casing on it compared to the old one. So yeah, I really really think that that was um anakin anakin's pod which would make sense because it was probably just junked somewhere and you know further evidence in my theory that i stated earlier that tatooine is just the 
worst planet like they <laughs> they've been using the same engine out of that kid's <laughs> shitty car for 40 years like yeah yeah that's the equivalent of Cobb Vanth going like oh yeah I pulled this out of a 67 uh Plymouth and you know strapped it onto my Put Honda Thunderbird. yeah oh yeah yeah well, it's something really small, right? Because he had to put the seat on the side. So it's, uh, it, okay, also, come on, Cobb Vanth. Like, <laughs> it sounds like cobbler. Like, like you're about to eat some cobbler. <laughs> they're, just, they're just all sound. Cobb Vanth. Like, it's Cobb heavy Vanth. on. It's and heavy why, couldn't on... It be, why couldn't it be Vanth Cobb? Because that sounds like Vance with a lisp. Yeah, Cobb Vanth, Vanth Cobb. You're saying Vance Scott? <laughs> Is your name Vance Scott? Uh, let's just but, flip that around. It's it's Cobb Vance. Cobb to me is like one step from naming your character Cowboy Vigilante. <laughs> we'll call him Cobb Vance. Yeah, that's 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 different enough. No one will. Sounds right. That's how it felt to me. I I don't care because Timothy Oliphant did kick this role in the ass, right? Did and the whole show the whole show is doing its job to the max for sure yeah but it's this is one of my complaints that i have with star wars in general is like just names just, of shit yeah spend literally any amount effort more on the names and i think you'd have an improvement you still like, have that spear bike every time somebody who's writing for star wars comes up with the name of a character throw it away and do two more and the third one you do will be good okay like, because there's no way that somebody in the room was like Cobb Vanth and everyone around the table went, that's what I was going to say. That's perfect. <laughs> like, and, and yeah. I understand that he was based on an old character, right? And that they did it for that. I just, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's Timothy Oliphant's fault or John Favreau's fault or anybody's fault other than it's a stupid character. But that's a very small nitpick. So. Hey, if anyone else out there wants to call in and talk about what you would have named Timothy Oliphant's character, call us at 508-93-TWIST. Um, so, <laughs> he he does have a terrible name, I know. It, it is awful. And they're all fucking terrible. They're so bad. I mean, even the Mandalorian's name, Jin Jarin, Din Jarin, like, what? And they yeah. spelled it D-J-A-R-I-N, like, Jarring. It's kind of jarring to have to say, and I don't appreciate it. I, but oh man, this, Quentin Tarantino already took Django, so I guess we'll fucking. And maybe well, that's like, maybe that's what it is too. Is they're trying to like, since Star Wars already used Django with a J, they're like, well, right. let's steal from Quentin Tarantino and kind of mix it up in our own, make our uh, own. Name. They'll give they'll give Mando a piece of Boba's armor at the end. And his name will be Jaren Fett. I hope not. Again, do don't like, bring Boba back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they will. I will point out, it was very cool to see what that stupid little thing on his freaking helmet was for. Because I oh, always saw right? that and was like, it's cool, right. but like, is it an antenna? Is that a radar dish? And he's like, nope, it's my scouter. Loved it. it. Very cool. Yeah, yes. very well done. Um, that was that whole battle, like that whole battle scene with the dragon, because obviously, and we we're just however, gonna skim over this whole thing. But however, however, here's the thing: very cool with the scouter to figure out where you're sending the thing. 
why the hell when launching the missile does he go <laughs> like oh i'm pointing my missile at you like i'm an action figure <laughs> like um it's a fucking missile bro all you gotta do is stand there it'll go up into the air and then it will arc down onto the thing that you told it to arc. I there's I no need to go that. Oh, here comes the missile gun <laughs> Like, I definitely, oh my god! And I was like, "Damn, that's exactly what my toy does." <laughs> like he just bends over and shoots. And he stiffly oh bends, god. like at the waist, like it's action figure <laughs> style. Like, I, it, it's like they did it specifically. To, all it was missing was play with your favorite Star Wars characters, however you want, whenever you want. He has missile firing oh action. God. Take that, you... Sith Warriors. <laughs> you know, 995. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. You're so... Ooh, wow. <laughs> no, that's that's hilarious. And that was like, you know, the kind of the end of that battle. But like, way to put the icing on the cake of a cheesy ass battle. Like. <laughs> No, the whole thing was cool until that point. Like, it was fine. It was like, okay, gunfight. It's like, all right, cool, gunfight. And you're like, oh, Boba Fett's helmet. That's so cool. Oh, that's so cool. That was really stupid. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, it just kills the flow. Like, wait, what what just happened here? Hang on. Okay, wait, back to the cool action. Cool. What the, wait. (laughs) Yeah, they were like it was. I was almost in my head. I'm like, they better go back to the saloon because the cool factor needs to go back up. I don't know what they're gonna do. I've lost, oh, I've lost all train of thought right now. Yeah, I um, don't remember what this show is about. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a commercial for Star Wars. Wow, we were at the part where they were driving their speeders through the desert. Uh, going to talk to the Tuscans, which again, super cool. I loved the fact that uh, Mando can talk to Tuscan Raiders. Um, that whole scene again with Favreau comedy, uh, they pull up on the in like the little cavern, and all the dogs come out, and Mando is just like, and Timothy Oliphant looks at him and he's like, "What are you, what are you doing?" And and he's like, "Just shut up." And then, like, you know, the, the Tuscan Raiders come out and you're like, oh, yeah, he can talk to them. And so, like, the surprise look on Boba Vanth's face was priceless. <laughs> I loved it. Um, but I do wish there were subtitles for that because there was. I don't. I like that there wasn't. Um, it was very Star Trek of them to have them be like, no, okay. you just don't you just don't understand. Like, you just don't understand the culture. You don't understand the language. There's one guy that gets it. He, there's one or two dudes. And he's going to be the translator sh- for everyone. Right. And they have a shaky alliance. You're just going to have to trust. Um, but I, they, You're, you're I right. Really I, like, I kind of wish that the, we would have seen what the Tusken Raiders said. I, I, get, I don't know. But Maybe that's not, just it's the... Not, it's not important. It was all clearly you're right. communicated. I'll tell you're you what right. they said. What they said was, you expect us to work with this fucking guy? <laughs> poser who has this armor that's like look at me i'm a badass because he's not you know it doesn't even fit right if you see how skinny his neck is he's useless look at this he guy he has to bend over when he, he shoots killed, a rocket he killed two of us last time we went in there 
And you know how when we show up somewhere, we're like, hey, we're fucking here. We're really <laughs> loud. We did that and we still got the drop on him. It was totally fine. And Mando's like, yeah, no, trust me. I, I was going to just kill him and take it. But like everybody likes him. So I'm just trying to be a nice guy. And the Tuscan Raiders are like, all right, fine, dude, whatever. Is there yeah, like what do you want yeah. for us? Yeah. Like, can we yeah. get a pearl out of it at least? Or like some, some yeah. crate dragon snot? And, and I was like, yeah, I got you on the crate dragon snot. We'll totally get some of that. And I, I think like that they all speak with the Bane masks, though. Like the yes. in the in pushed like masks. Yeah. So very cool. I do think that he volunteered the city right then and there, too. He was like, hey, dude, right. this guy and his town has volunteered to work with you guys to beat this dragon. So, like, let's And do how it. cool of, a, of an illustration of the whole plan, right? To just show the sand guy dropping more rocks into his, <laughs> yeah. his little yeah. diagram Which, of it. It looked it like was... Tootsie Rolls to me, to be honest. Was, like, I don't think they have Tootsie Rolls on Tatooine. Like no, like, they don't. See, on Tatooine, if there's anything they don't have on Tatooine, it's Tootsie Rolls. Like, I was, I was probably that's just stoned. Well, that's I don't think that's a plausible explanation. But probably the point is that he's like he's talking about the scale of this guy's plan, right? He's like, isn't the thing they're using to represent the dragon too big? And the Mandalorian's like, yes, and that oh, was awesome. That's, I think that's how big it is. And, and you can see the Tuscans looking around like this guy is an idiot, right? They don't so even have to say but they, they don't speak. Uh, regular person. Basic. It's basic in Star Star Wars. They don't speak basic, so they're like they only speak in screaming. Aurabesh. So if if you want a better word instead of basic, it's Aurabesh. No, no, I'm sorry. No, I want. I'm gonna stick with basic. Yeah, um, stick with basic because Aurabesh is the. Never mind. I'm I'm, I'm dumb. <laughs> now I'm gonna tell everybody I know that it's Aurabesh, and if they have a problem with it, to talk to you. Um, but so I don't think that they know that Timothy Oliphant is stupid, right? Because they don't speak Oliphant's language. So they're like, to him or to them, he's just dangerous and good looking. So they're like, (laughs) they're like, we need more people in the Mandalorians. Like, well, the good looking guy has a bunch of people and they're like, okay, how many does he have? And how many of them look like him? You know, (laughs) obviously Mandalorians like, None of them are that good looking, but they will all help you out. So he's like, okay, like this many will help out or. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then once he's got all of his forces sprinkled into place, they ostensibly have an off screen meeting where, you know, Mandalorian is like standing between a regular person and a sand person where he's like, what was that? Okay. Okay. He says, oh, uh, 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 Okay. Uh, he says no. Like there was a whole, there must have been a whole thing because they. Came well, they they do the sign big... language too, though. Right. A lot of a lot of it is very, sign language, though. Still a very intricate plan. Like, <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Got to get the thing to chase us, and then we're. But before that, we're gonna bury some bombs under it. Well, um, and I think that what they needed was the Tuscan Raiders for their banthas and the humanoids for their bombs. Like that right. was probably I, one of the next reasons they came together was because they had more people and they had bombs, and then the Tuscan Raiders had like oh, animals to feed. Yeah, no, 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 like no. Collaborative I, effort, I guess. I, I totally get it. I just feel like the plan itself is a little bit shitty. Like, so I wonder yeah, right. to indicate that, like, look, it was just hard for them to communicate. Okay, like, 
you try speaking and screaming in sign language to tell somebody, no, it has to come 400 yeah. meters out and then stop. And then we're going to bury the bombs beneath it. But you have to put the bombs this far down, and then you have to put a layer of sediment over top of those bombs. So you're trying to communicate all this through screen, right? Yeah. So like, yeah. Like, why no, don't you right. pick a plan that was like, okay, let's load up five banthas with all of the bombs. We'll put the banthas in a circle. He'll eat all the banthas at once. We'll blow the bombs. Everybody goes home. We call it good. Well, it kind of seems like. <laughs> They're like, we'll no, go no, to the no. Winchester. We'll have a pint. Let's not do that. That sounds like it could work, but let's not do that. Let's I think that was their plan to begin with. I no, think... the plan was to make him walk on the bombs and then blow the bombs up. Well, but but they had the bantha with the. It was like a plan B no, was that, the bombs. No, that bantha that bantha was purely for bomb transport, Josh. Oh, okay. That's because see what what I gathered was that they wanted the dragon to eat the bantha, but then it just kept chasing the tuscans because okay. it's like tremors and it follows vibrations instead so that's of what happened that's what happened the first time right but my point is like the first time we see the crate dragon it eats a bantha when they go to appease the crate dragon they bring a bantha it doesn't end up eating the bantha and but they bring the... it as bait and then it, so if yeah, it's yeah. the sound thing you put one guy and here's <laughs> the thing about the star wars universe nobody is thinking right <laughs> one guy in front of a recorder or like say an astromech droid and you have him go and then you put that astromech droid on the back of a bantha strapped with explosives and you send that bantha just down the hall like at the entrance to dragon town just send that bantha down the hall because guess what's in there nothing but dragon and as soon as he gets in there that dragon's gonna be like i'm gonna just eat the shit out of you and when that happens then you hit the button call it a day but it's like how how is nobody in space going let's do this safely or let's do this with technology or let's do this from a distance or and you so guys have the desert for a thousand years have you come up with anything other than a rifle maybe like, that just furthers your point of the language barrier and he kind of could only do what he could do he was like shit okay this plan it's kind of like that, the one that I had, but like but they're not understanding this. He's not understanding this. Like these people don't like the Tuscans. Like whatever, just bury some bombs. We'll figure it out. So you're telling me <laughs> that the simplified length screaming and sign language version of that plan is get the thing to go an exact distance, put the bombs under its feet, detonate the bombs. <laughs> There's some there's some pieces of it where I'm just like this falls apart on inspection. Star but, Wars is still made for kids, and a kid could come up with that plan, and it would work. But that's the thing. <laughs> it, yeah, it's very like um, we'll make the bad guy slip on marbles on his way to the door <laughs> yeah. of a plan, right? <laughs> and I'm okay with that because it happened. I mean, if there's one place that happens, it's Star Trek, and I'm yeah. fine with it. It's well, the good thing is, it's like this is an excellent fight. It's a very cool thing. It just feels like you didn't need to have several layers of like, oh, that plan didn't work. Let's try another plan. It's a giant dragon. The fight is is dramatic enough. Like the there good, doesn't have to be two versions of a dragon fight. The good point is that the plan completely failed. The whole thing just backfired because, you know, the, the dragon didn't go out far enough. And 
all the fans trying to do the bomb and Mando's like, no, he's got to come out farther. We got to bring him out farther. And then, so this is where they get in their jetpacks or they get their jetpacks on and you start like seeing them going towards the dragon and doing all that shit. And like the cool fight scene of this whole, <laughs> yes, that too, that <laughs> the very robotic toy version of timothy oliphant god that was awesome anyway (laughs) (laughs) which this scene also kind of another homage to like boba fett like this is what you wanted boba fett scenes to be back in empire this is what you wanted to see him flying through Tatooine with a jetpack and shooting at a dragon and like yes he shot his his missile really weird, but he still shot the missile and he used his little eye focus thing, his targeting computer. Like that whole scene was kind of like, it's not Boba Fett, but right. it could be. You right. Know? It's John, it's John Favreau going, is this what you want? Is this enough? Can you yeah. get over it now, please? Yeah. Like, look, there's a, there, the armor is flying around. It's kicking ass. Can we call it even? Yeah. Anybody else gonna give you that? Nobody else can give you that except John Favreau. Get out of my yep. fucking face. <laughs> yep. So and then you know, and then and then the the improvisation of Mando where he's like, take care of the child. I'm gonna do something. Get out of here. I think that that was that was a weird tone. It was like he thought he was gonna die. Right. So to be like, take care of the kid. And then implied for me forever because I love you and I'm going to die. And then he like goes to do the thing. It's like, what? Like, why would this cause suddenly supersede your quest? You've been quested, as you've said two or three times now, which I didn't know you could be quested. I thought (laughs) you went on a quest. I didn't know it was something somebody did to you. But um, and why, why didn't you just say, look, if this goes south, please take care of this kid for me. No, why didn't he say, hey, if this goes south, I'm going to fucking kill you, take the armor and the kid and leave, because I don't give a shit about any of this. (laughs) That's true, yeah. No doubt. Like, my job is to get the kid to the thing, and I don't, like, how could I possibly give a fuck? But doesn't this play on Mando's kind of, like, soft side? Where he's like, great, I've agreed to help these people. Oh, jeez. It was an accident, go ahead. But isn't it kind of like... I've agreed to help these people, so I'm gonna follow it to the end. He's like, he's kind of quested himself to complete this mission to get his prize, which is an honor thing. get this fucking thing. armor off of this poser over here because he's disrespecting the Mandalorian name. Right, it's an honor thing for him, right? So he gave his word and also the armor thing. Yeah, that makes sense. I just yeah. I, and yeah. I get it. I see. I it see where just, it's like. Why wouldn't you just pack up and leave? Well, but, it was a weird moment because to me, it's like. I guess what it means is like. Is that their way of showing, the Mandalorian is really only beholden to himself and his sense of honor, regardless of what his current mission is. Which you could argue they spent the entire first season establishing. But do you think that's just meant to remind us, like, hey? Remember, he's got his own code. He's going to do things his way. Right. Even if it means, you know, that he has to get eaten to save some people. Which he did get eaten, which was cool. I did like that scene. It was, 
I mean, it made him more of a badass, I guess. It kind of yeah, furthers the legend of Jin Jaren. But it kind of makes me wonder, though, like, does that set, does that, um, Dune Worm or whatever the thing is called, is it Crate Dragon? Sorry. Does it not eat with its teeth? Because it has a lot of teeth, but it seems like it's just swallowing. It guys. just swallows. Well, with its acid stomach, it probably oh, yeah. digests it. I don't know. I would assume that because because it does live in a sarlacc pit. It like, probably it, works how animals work. It did. <laughs> they they did describe his cavern or his cave as like an old sarlacc cave, and so he did have to probably chew through the sarlacc to eat that thing liked, and take over the that. cave. That was a good uh, yeah mood line, right? When he goes, "There's no such thing as an abandoned sarlacc pit." Goes, well, there is if you eat the sarlacc. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think yeah. there's a person on set for Mandalorian whose job it is to just hand cigarettes to the actors between takes? <laughs> like, hey, that was good, but nobody's going to believe that you're in a space desert in the future if you don't sound like absolute garbage. So <laughs> Smoke some more reds. <laughs> you need to drag these down, man. I wouldn't doubt it. You're, you're probably right. But anyway, he that that him getting eaten by the, the dragon and then you know blowing it up or he i guess he electrocuted him from the inside which i did have yeah, questions said, about the acid thing me, because it's like, it looked like he that electric thing like paralyzed it so kind of stopped him from getting swallowed the rest of the way or, or it, like, stopped, stopped the glands from pushing that right. acid into him or so whatever it's like you're kind of eh, and then i'm gonna fly out of you and then i'm gonna blow you up which is not something I've said to very many people, I'll be honest. <laughs> Disney says he hears that Sarlacc tastes like chicken. Hey, you know. Or whatever's chicken tastes like Sarlacc. Because it is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So, yeah. Right that would there. be the worst discovery. Like, <laughs> what's in your chicken tonight at 10? <laughs> Sarlacc. Um, so they they blow up this this dragon. Mando flies out all heroically, which was cool. I liked it. I like seeing his giant gun in action. I think that's that's freaking awesome. Yeah. And I did like the uh, the end result of you know him. He basically just single handedly took that dragon down. He didn't need those other people. He could have just done it himself. Yeah, and then he just lets them just stand in his pile of steaming pastrami. take whatever they want like (laughs) he did get a nice big fat chunk of meat though which baby yoda was very proud of if you noticed but he He got so stoked he got like 25 pounds of pastrami and they got like just a freaking football field wasn't that the agreement though they kind of got everything because tuscans will eat the whole the whole dragon (laughs) We use every part of the crate trick. I mean, uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You we're gonna we're gonna do an episode fully in Tuscan Raider one day. <laughs> you can't make Tuscan Raider sounds without sounding like kind of an asshole. Like, is that? But is that? Hey, it Tuscan is what it is. You know, be? it kind of is what it is. Um, yeah. yeah. So oh, they, hey, Josh, really quickly, it's been Halloween for eleven minutes. 
Oh, happy Halloween. Yes, we're both in costume. I'm going to be wearing this costume again tomorrow for our episode. Come join us tomorrow night for some spooky Colorado stories. Okay, they get the carcass. That was the deal. Okay, cool. So anyway, they get this carcass. They're rummaging through it. They find the pearl. Super cool. Baby Yoda has his big thing of meat. Um, and, you know, you get the Boba Fett armor. Everything is good on Tatooine. And Mando speeds off into the sunset like the Western sheriff that he is. Um, now, this scene right here, this is the... the Everyone's talking about this scene. Ew, did you see the last person on the so anyway <laughs> yeah mando's driving away they do a zoom out and you see who else but um what's his freaking name i have it written down right here to uh tamora morrison who played Django fett and every single clone back in episode two and episode three really is that who that was yes to me, it looked like. Did you not notice? Did you not notice that? Looked like Michael Chiklis or something, like just generic, fat, bald guy. Like I, I didn't recognize him at all. No, yeah, it was. He's a little older, obviously. So, the actor who plays uh, the clones, Django Fett, Episode Two. That's the, the last guy you see. The Fets, yeah. So, everyone's freaking out, man. They're freaking out because everyone thinks it's Boba Fett. Yes, his face is very scarred. Yes, it's, he looks like a man that's been broken down. But I guarantee it's a new character that John Favreau's like has nothing to do with it. How many clones are out there that are still alive? A lot. There has to be. Was there a clone? A lot. Also. <laughs> okay, and this is what I've said since the beginning, and I'm gonna keep fucking screaming it from the mountaintop until I am proved otherwise by Dave Floney and John Favreau and the writers of this show. Tamura, Tamura Morrison is playing Rex and possibly Echo and any other clone from the 501st that works with Ahsoka. Ahsoka has actually been confirmed for this show. The, Rosario um, Dawson, right? Rosario Dawson and has absolutely been confirmed as ahsoka um and then there's the other actress um the wrestler actress that has all but been confirmed that it's sabine she's playing sabine wren which would make sense because of the dark saber aspect of this they're bringing those two characters in to kind of complete the dark saber story from rebels now my big thing rex follows ahsoka everywhere they're like best friends um and <sighs> i think that it's rex following yoda or following mandalorian to me personally i think that he's been kind of following them around seeing what's going on and kind of you know watching the wreckage that mando's leaving behind so was that him uh, on Tatooine in the last episode from last season. Yeah, and and I really think that even if he's not with Ahsoka still, he knows where she is, and that's what's going to get Mando. Because right now, if you look at this story and anywhere that it went, where's he going? He has no destination now. 
after beating right. the crate dragon and getting the Boba Fett armor, there is absolutely no destination. The only thing he had before from uh, Gar, whatever his name is, Gar Gore Koresh, was that there was a Mandalorian that he could talk to on Tatooine. Well, come to find out that wasn't a real Mandalorian, and now he has nowhere to go. So what better person than Rex to be like, oh, I know where you might be able to find a Jedi because I used to work with this person. She right. is one of my best friends. You go to planet Calamari. Oh my God. Don't, don't, oh, don't. So you're saying I think forgot to update his LinkedIn profile because otherwise they would have just made that network connection right away. They'd have been like, oh, you worked with, <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I know you. Okay. Yeah. Dude, you should come over. I guess be our guy. I guess in a way, or like Ahsoka did did kind of play a background shadow character in Rebels where she kind of knew what was going on but wasn't really present. And so what if this is a she has Rex out there following Mando and making sure that, uh, or not following, but just kind of studying, seeing what he's doing because there's rumors of this child that has powers. It's very reminiscent of an old Jedi Master. And so, um, I mean, there's... there are just too many variables for me to definitively say that Tamura Morrison is playing Boba Fett right there at the end. No one at Disney has confirmed that. Okay, so let's say he's playing Rex and he exists to uh, hook up Mando and Ahsoka. Um, do you think that's going to happen this season or will that be like the last thing that happens this season? I, I think it's going to happen very... Uh, I think it'll happen in the next two or three episodes where they hook up with either Sabine or Ahsoka um, because you have to establish the Darksaber quest for Sabine and Ahsoka as well as um, continuing the baby Yoda finding his home or whatever. Because like so... the, the whole reason Sabine is going to join them or they are going to join them is because of this Darksaber, because they are also after Moff Gideon. And so Moff Gideon being after baby Yoda kind of, you know... So it's a it's a collision course. Yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah. Okay. So, what would you give the episode overall as a rating out of like ten? I mean, I give it a nine out of ten. And really? I I I loved the episode. Um. I yeah nine nine out of nine out of ten. Oh no! It looks like I lost Jesse. Oh, there and he's back. Working um, on it. Disney says we've only seen him on Tatooine, though, twice. Um, the first time that we saw the caped figure, he had spurs, or she had spurs. We don't know that that was Tamora Morrison, because when he walks away in this shot, there are no spurs, hmm. from what I can I, tell. I really felt like I heard spurs Maybe, maybe there were? Mando. No, I think I heard spurs on Mando, but it could have just been like a, some other flanking yeah i look i i know i know everybody wants boba fett to be back but it just, it just no no he's dead he's he fucking he's dead he's dead i think so <clears throat> but you know it's and it's gonna this is this whole thing is gonna burn me here in like three weeks because <laughs> 
he's gonna come out and be like i'm boba and i'm just gonna start the episode with my head down because like i i i don't want it i really don't as just i want new things i want new things for for star wars that are can yeah i don't know i just i just want new stuff i have faith in john favreau i think he's not stupid i think he basically went to them and said like hey do you uh do you notice iron man i have more faith in dave filoni keeping john favreau grounded to star wars yeah yeah and i think that dave filoni would be the one to be like no john we can't bring in boba fett but what we could do is play on this vanth character over here and john is the guy that would be like oh let's do this i'll see that i'll see like every he could think of anything yeah and Floney's like, yeah, man, I, I, you know, George really wouldn't do that. So I just want to break down like Boba Fett's background for you. Like he would, he wouldn't come back. And I just don't think that we should really go with that. But what we could do is, and I think, I think Filoni's kind of been keeping John grounded on that stuff. I assume that that's a dead, perfect impersonation of Filoni. It's fairly close, fairly close. <laughs> um, it's not like the best, but it's it's close. Disney, wouldn't they want to retrieve his armor to keep it from falling into the hands of non-Mandalorians? Isn't that why they would do that? That was the reason that Mando retrieved it. The reason it was retrieved in the beginning was that the Jawas found it in the desert. Right. Gotcha. Which, maybe they found it in the desert. Maybe they found it outside of the anus hole of a Sarlacc pit. Or the Sarlacc pit di- digested something and spit the armor out. Or for the people that want Boba Fett, maybe he took off the armor on his way out, and they're trying to bring the story from Legends back. Maybe that could that could very well be. I still don't think. And and again, like I said earlier in the show, what they're gonna do is be like aren't you Boba Fett? And he's going to be like, no, Boba Fett's dead. And then he's like, but you look a lot like Boba Fett. And he's going to be like, that was in a past life. I'm no longer Boba Fett. He's dead. Like, you know, it'll be something only, fucking dumb like that. I'm only Boba Fett from a certain point of view. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. We should we should end this. We've been going on for way too long about about Mandalorian and, and Boba Fett and stuff. Um, I want to thank everyone for joining us on this episode. Go ahead. Uh, how long do Sarlaccs digest? Yes, over thousands of years. Yeah, no. I get that. Well, we don't know because they said that they studied its digestive. Pa- oh no, they studied the digestive patterns of the crate dragon, not of the Sarlacc. Mm-hmm. My fault. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Sorry. And he says, three PO in in Return of the Jedi says, "You will be digested slowly over thousands of years." And blah 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 blah. Oh, but isn't three PO functioning as like Jabba's mouthpiece at that point? So couldn't that be like a little Jabaganda to make him feel a little more scared? Yeah. Could be. And see, here's here's where that scene earlier that I'm saying where, where Mando shoots his way out of the dragon is going to come into play with Boba Fett. It's gonna, he's he's going to be like, I saw what you did with the dragon. Mm, I did the same thing about three years ago. Well, it was Sarlacc, though, but, you know, I did it. 
he should fight like a, a holocron right where it's like oh here's exactly what happened and he like almost pulls that off and then just like runs out of gas falls back down and dies <laughs> i think that yeah. would work I, I have read it. I have read a couple things where people are like, uh, he probably shed his armor and was so embarrassed that he got beat by a blind man that he decided he was no longer a Mandalorian and gave up everything, blah, blah, blah. And so Mando's going to have to bring him back to the light, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. He's going to join the bounty hunter. Blah, blah, blah. You know, that's, that's the thing about Klingons is that honor is really important to them. And if you <laughs> impugn the honor, then they got to get it back. So I could see that being a solid plot point. I can just see Disney grinding his teeth right now at me about this whole Boba Fett thing, too. And I'm sorry, but I don't want him back. <laughs> oh, Disney, if you haven't been watching, you should go back because I've been giving Josh no end of crap. <laughs> um, yeah, so with that, what do you what do you guys think is happening right now? With Is that Boba Fett? Is it Rex? Is it a completely new character? Um, we're definitely going to discuss this as the season goes on. Um, we're going to have Mandalorian after shows every Friday, um, whether it be in the morning or at night with a robotic. Maybe it's Django's head with a robotic body. Yeah, that's okay. Sure. Yeah, well, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> I, I hope we're... not. But that's not what I guess. <laughs> He's a... yeah. You know what? I think. I think the guy at the end was um, Boss Nass with a bunch of concealer. Like, because he's kind of melty like that. I think that's who it is. Every Friday, uh, make sure to watch Mandalorian and then come talk about it with us as we discuss and kind of break down these episodes. Um, this week has been a lot of fun. If you missed any part of this episode, you'll be able to find it on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, tomorrow actually today now Halloween uh, we have our special Halloween spooky time episode we are going to be discussing all the spooky things around Colorado and then telling our own scary stories um, I know we have a couple people lined up for that so it's going to be a lot of fun it's going to be fairly scary maybe I'll have a flashlight underneath my face in a dark room and we'll I'll throw some sand into a fire I'll go with tell some uh... stories like scary red lighting. There you go. I'm like, I'm digging this lighting. Man, you're making me jealous. <laughs> I need to get my own lighting now. <clears throat> anyway, join us tomorrow. Um, also join us on Sunday for the first ever Scooter's Fresh Creation episode. We're going to be cooking southern fried chicken. We're going to be doing it live as best as we can. I've never done a cooking show, so it could be a little crazy. But either way, uh, Sunday about 7 o'clock in the evening we're going to be doing that cooking show so be on the lookout for that thank you all again for watching and listening to the movement podcast our Mandalorian breakdown uh, Jesse thank you for joining us even though My you're pleasure. a huge Trekkie and all that it was great to have you yeah, on man. here So you know how it goes sometimes when your, your podcast family reaches out to you you have to be there Absolutely. Once again, my name is Josh. My name is Jesse. We're the Movement Podcast. We'll talk at you very soon. <laughs>